The Machines Arena is a top-down, adrenaline-fueled PvP-style game with a whole lot going on in between. I had the chance to sit down with the developer where we covered a bunch of different stuff. Let's get into it. guys had actually released two games um, and they're both VR. Was the Machines Arena initially or at any point conceptualized as a VR or AR game or was it always kind of the top down? It was always a top down. So there is an AR component to it that mm. we're working on. It does have a an AR spectator mode. So you could, you know, put down the map and watch your friends or watch a championship on a, you know, AR map. But no, we wanted to make a competitive fun game. The original idea comes from our uh, lead producer, Shanghai who used to be a competitive gamer and we kind of wanted to bring that immediacy and uh, you know fun yeah. back into it we wanted to make something that was really immediate really fast easy to get into mm. but uh, hard to master so we came up with this top-down format that kind of works both on PC console and you know mobile devices talk to me about the different heroes within the game itself you know there's a couple different ones you could pick from at this point um, I would assume or guess that you may add some more on it at a later point so can you kind of walk me through those different heroes and kind of how they impact the game in different ways? We have nine heroes. The game is in alpha right now, and I think we have eight of the nine heroes are playable. We're pushing out the last one into our test community, I guess, this or next week. And we plan on have a, having a roster of nine heroes for beta. There's a few different game modes, and since you're building a team of, of four versus four, it's about the characters, but it's also about the synergy between the characters. Initially, we split them down into three roles support and assault within each role though you have very different characters you know so our tanks we have we have a tank called day he's kind of like this big red fire hydrant looking dude he can put up walls which kind of temporarily close off you know more narrow passages and has quite a lot of firepower and and, and a lot of hit points he moves kind of slow those then we have another tank uh, pyro which is uh, a bit faster has fewer health hit points but um, runs around with a flamethrower. Then we have a third tank, Riot. He has this uh, ability to, he's also a close combat, he has got like a sword and a shield. He can uh, pull singular targets over a distance, you know. So all the characters have these different abilities. Then in the uh, support roster, we have uh, Tesla, who is she's a sniper, but she's, she's also got this area effect. Mm -hmm. uh, heal, you know, we have, we have another character, uh, Devol, who is uh, more like a mechanic. She can put up turrets, both healing and assault turrets and then the the third character there is Osiman Diaz which is more kind of a darker kind of he has these uh, meta-human powers but works a lot with poison he's not so much about healing he can heal a little but he, he's more of a dot damage over time kind of area effect guy and then we have the assault characters we have this kind of typical soldier boy called Sulu he has these missile launchers on his back and can call in aerial strikes we have this ninja type uh, character that can go invisible can dash really fast, uh, who's more kind of like an assassin, kind of rogue type. And the final character we're introducing is uh, actually quite interesting. You know, the backstory is he wakes up and he's got amnesia, but has been turned into an android. So he's trying to regain his humanity. So he's, he's more gone into like shamanism. You know, he's got like this fur on his back, all like an animal skull on his on his head. And, uh, you know, he, he has this kind of this bear track and, and uh, can summon these wolves and stuff. You know, one thing that comes 
comes to mind actually with these characters, can you rank them up, evolve them in any way? Can you like swap out their gear and weapons or their abilities, stuff like that? Or are they kind of set in what they have? No, you, can, you can't in the PvP mode. Mm -hmm. So we're working on a player versus environment mode as well. That would be quite different, but they're completely separated. So in the PvP mode, we just wanted to keep them, you know, this is the character it's balanced. I mean, it's it's very difficult to balance something for multiple game modes mm -hmm. where you have multiple objectives with, with multiple characters. Then once you start allowing players, as fun as it is, you yeah. know, to level so. up and get gear and all of that. But once you make the game about that, then and it stops being about really what's fair. It becomes about pay to win mechanics. So we decided to go the route of just the character is just the character. You know, we want to introduce skins. We thought about also, you know, could be a really interesting way of telling their story to have skins of them in various from various uh, points of their existence yeah you know so you might have like a slightly less robotic version and um, the engine around the game has become quite robust and even though we're putting the pvp uh, into beta we're very keen on you know exploring more what we, what we can kind of get out of this project so we're play, playing around with this kind of uh, roguelite uh player versus environment single to four player co-op you know in the vein of you know hades and you know uh, hollow knight basically infinitely escalatable the interesting thing there is uh, we don't have to really balance it for it to be fair in like a competitive tournament type way so this allows us to kind of take a character strip away all of their abilities and then you earn them you can modify them you can up your damage or your health you know you make decisions as you're progressing through you know this roguelite yeah which then resets when the run is finished but you kind of have a record of this no. was my run this was my build this is my record you know what i mean so you mentioned kind of some of the different narrative aspects of the game you know the character backgrounds things of that nature so how does that the narrative aspect the, the backgrounds of the characters come into the game and uh there isn't a lot of narrative mm -hmm. in the game we have been you know throwing the ball back and forth with narrative and you know with the backstories and working with these characters their the imagery and their stories but we we haven't really been telling them through the game the way i i see this world is that these these characters are kind of they're mercenaries it's kind of like a band of unlikely comrades coming together running an errand for one corporation against the other so the, for them to kind of be on the same team at some points and opposite teams at other points it it makes sense but we really want to use the opportunity in the PvE, if we get that mode feeling good, then we're thinking we could do these mini campaigns for each of the characters where, uh, you know, we, we use the opportunity and we, we tell the story of the characters kind of through the experience of going through their uh, solo, solo campaigns. With the class types right now, you know, you mentioned there's three of them. Is there any thought to adding more onto that? Or right now, are you just happy with the three and you kind of want to leave it there? It is something we came up with in the beginning, you know, just to guide our design process. I think already we have within the classes, you know, we have almost subclasses already. I, I wouldn't really say the, the character creation is so much about these three primary roles, but they're there kind of to help new players kind of grasp more quickly the concept of, oh, okay, this is this is a support character, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually play a cleric in WoW. I could play a support character here so that actually is a good segue into the game modes themselves you know there's three of them there's pushback detonation and skirmish so can you do like a quick you know the 
the elevator pitch for each of them and kind of how they work basically? Okay, so detonation is attackers versus defenders. Mm -hmm. uh, there's two sites which you have to get the fuse and you have to take it to uh, both sites and um, you have to plant it and then you have to defend it for about 20 seconds until it goes off. Then you have to run and repeat, pick it up again, go to the other side, detonate that. Defenders, their mission is to stop you from doing that. The fixed time is, is five minutes. Uh, once the attackers manage to get one of the detonation points out of the way, there's an extra timer of, of one minute and 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. So those matches are typically, you know, between, well, you know, as an attacker, you can win in two minutes. But then we have a, another mode that's uh, called pushback. That is basically, there's a railroad track that goes through the level in, in, in a pretty much symmetrical way on both sides. Then you have a payload and your mission is to stay in proximity with the payload. If you're in range of it, it'll move uh, towards the enemy base and the enemy will be coming at you, trying to, you know, take control of the cart and push it towards your base. Then I think it's the five minute mark, the goalposts start moving into the level. So it's it's basically like a back and forth trying to push this this cart into the goal. So and then we have a third third mode, which is really just there for fun. It's like a skirmish mode where, you know, there's just a kill count. The first team to 35 uh, wins or with the highest number when the time runs out. Your matches are 4v4 right now, correct? Yes. So have you ever played around with the concept of kind of adding more on to it, taking players away? Has that ever been something that you've thought about? First of all, we, we have AIs, mm -hmm. and so we have a ranked mode, which is strictly 4v4. But you can't play a quick play match. In a given time segment, the uh, matchmaking system will just add AIs to that. You can also play a custom lobby, which is more of a broadcasting mode because, you know, you become a spectator if you're, if you, if you're in that lobby and you're on neither one of the teams. But in that mode, you can, you can kind of select who's on what team, what game mode is being played, etc. And if you go in there and there's just, you know, we could go one-on-one -on -one if we wanted to. Okay. But uh, we haven't introduced the concept of there being more than four people. Mm -hmm. The roadmap behind the game moving forward. You said, you know, you're kind of getting to the end of, of all your alpha testing. What does what does 2022 look like for you guys? Okay, so I mean, to be perfectly fair, I think, you know, the concept of alpha and beta and early access and, you know, all of these concepts, they have become kind of liquid um, with games as a service and, you know, games that are meant to be played for years to come. Mm -hmm. We're adding content to entertain, you yeah. know, our, our, our players for a long time. We will constantly constantly testing new things, you know, testing unbalanced game mechanics, etc. Coming out of Alpha, I, I imagine, I think we're going into Beta kind of uh, end February, beginning of March. Our dates we're working at, looking at now. There are a few things that could delay that by a few weeks. Beta is not a fixed period. What we will be doing is more key giveaways. We're going to expand the test group quite a lot. And, you know, we need to test our server stability, the uh, backend scalability. And we also just want to test out more players, you know, how the calculations on transit mode. And a lot of these, these things are kind of, we kind of need a full season, you know, with much more people kind of 
understand if our theories are correct. So, you know, don't really want to make any claims about how long we'll be in beta. Hopefully, uh, we'll be we'll be going into a early access kind of phase later this year. Okay. Maybe maybe in summer, end of summer. We would love to be able to do that. At that point, we will be looking at kind of a founder's edition of the game where we sell copies for a low price with the knowledge that the game may at a later date go into free to play, but the founder's edition kind of at least enables us to, you know, reward people who opt in at that point, you know, skins or special rewards. Yeah. That, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, there, there are quite a lot of stages. Now we're, we're actually thinking of, I mean, we might in the middle of beta, we might introduce the alpha mode of uh, the PVE stuff. So we, yeah. we have a beta test of, of PVE, but then we have an alpha test of that stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, it is kind of a living thing. Beta is going to be about getting it in front of as many people as want to try it. You'd mentioned consoles, you'd mentioned mobile. Where do you plan on launching the game right now? Is it just kind of PC at this point with a potential to mobile? Or do you kind of have yeah, an eye yeah. for porting it to console? No, no, no. The first thing is PC. Okay. And we have taken care of not designing out the possibilities of going on console or going on mobile. We have been optimizing the game every once in a while we, we re-optimize it for uh, mobile and at some point somebody ported it to the switch but uh the threading issues so the main issue with, with that is that the switch uh threads quite differently than other devices so the the frame rate was was quite bad it was in single digits but uh we have people that have started looking at it and you know there's nothing unachievable about doing those things but it's it's just you know we we want to prove uh, that we have a good game and you know, that it's a viable product before introducing it to, to more platforms. That makes sense. And there you have it. That is the Machine Arena, a incredible looking game with a whole lot going on. It should be arriving sometime this year in beta format. So make sure you stay tuned for that. All of their social media is down below. Make sure you go down there and check it out. Go down there and wishlist the game. But before you do, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe for everything else on the way. And until next time, I am Nick. This is the SideQuest, and I will see you next time. I'm gonna go